Sonic Gino, welcome to Vleeties, my friend. How are you today? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. How are you doing tonight, man? Oh, dude, I'm, I'm doing phenomenal. I mean, we just had a great hashtags and headlines where we got to discuss Alex Leatherwood departing from my beloved Vegas Raiders. Uh, but you and I are here to talk wrestling. We're here to talk niche wrestling, but... Actually, we're. I'm here to talk some WWE with Four you. Kids are just as bright and just as talented. Thank you so kids. much, Tom. I appreciate it, Tom. Uh, I'm here to talk some WWE because I watched Raw last night. I was there. I was in the Discord. I was watching it with everybody. The highs and the lows, everything that comes with watching Monday Night Raw. Uh, you've turned into a bit of a Raw apologist. I've noticed, like. Because like you're saying, like I don't know, we got good wrestling, and then I watched some of the matches; they weren't that good. Like so, and I wanted to be positive, raw guy, because you know Kevin like didn't you know you didn't like Raw. Uh, he has a lot of valid points. Uh, I watched this show last night, and it left me. I have questions, or I have questions, Gino. I'm doing, jeez, Gino. I have a question for you. Are impromptu matches dead? Like, why Why do we still do this in WWE? Why does every match have to be set up by, like, well, I'm in the ring, and you're in the ring. Why don't we have a match? Like, haven't, haven't we evolved past that? We have, but at the same time, we still want to have segments before it, so at least we have matches that have stakes. That's why we had the whole Street Profits and Alpha Cat where we thought... Maybe Kurt Angle will join the Alpha Academy. Maybe we'll finally get Chad Gable to be the son that we knew he should have been for Kurt Angle, but we didn't get that. But that's <laughs> it. We have moments like that. And even the Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn moment, I thought like that was good. Could it still play the seeds of that Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn will beat the Usos for the tag team titles eventually? Uh, maybe, yeah. And I, I, I would like to see that. I think that would be fun, but not even, not even so much like, oh, so matches can have stakes. Like you can have a match with stakes. Like we watch dynamite dynamite. The matches have stakes. Like while they're being announced the week before, like matches being announced on dynamite is such a big deal. It happens at ring of honor pay-per-views. Like that's one thing I think WWE is completely misstepping on with all of their products. It's this weird phony, like Jay, this is the moment where we get a referee out here. Like, like it happened so since it happened two times last night and it was so predictable that it was going to happen anyway is that the only way we can like tell these stories is by impromptu fights like AEW and here's the thing with sports now Jim Ross has said this before so it's not like a new thought but like even Jim Ross has brought up like like what kind of sport would would you would you tune into if you didn't know who was playing who and I think with WWE, that was fun back in the 90s where it's like, anything can happen on a Monday Night Raw. But we're, we're now we're in this era of that doesn't really work. We've already seen these storylines. And when the payoff is a Street Profits match versus the Alpha Academy again, I mean, this match has been, this feud has been going on since Rolling Loud 2020. Like, we're, we're done with this. Why is this still happening? Can we just move past that and just put a poster up that says, Street Profits versus Alpha Academy. Kurt Angle might, if Kurt Angle, or if Street Profits lose, Kurt Angle joins the Alpha Academy? I mean, we could do that, and hopefully we will eventually like, get to a point where we don't need these type of things. We just have them maybe beforehand while we know the match is going to happen, so at least feels natural, just like a second before, and not just be like, oh, we have an impromptu match. We just have them in the ring, so we still get like character development and stories with the characters before or even during or after the match, even. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, it really, the way that I, like, when I was watching that, this Raw, 
It was two hours. I watched two hours of it. I watched the third hour today. And it was very just like I hate watch the whole thing. I think that was kind of like when the Rollins and, and, and Riddle thing happened. I was just excited because I thought this was something I didn't see coming. Like I actually really enjoyed this because I did not know this was about to happen. So it felt like one of those moments where if you want to have an impromptu match, let's focus on these impromptu kick-ass like little moments. Like, like let's go for that rather than because the show felt so repetitive. I'm wondering like like I can't be the only one. I want to I want to be like you. I want to be happy watching Raw again. But after three hour after watching two hours, I was exhausted. I don't know how you guys do the third hour of that show. I mean, I was just really hyped for, like, what the main event was. That's what got me to be like, okay, I got to see this because I want to see what they do. Because I still, they don't have a name yet. I'm still going to just call them Control, EO, Bailey, and fucking Dakota against uh, Raquel and Aaliyah. And I was like, this is going to either have a perfectly clean match or it's going to be a really fucked up match. I'm just excited to see where it goes. It was messed up, but intentionally. So that's why I'm kind of excited for where they're going to go because Dakota was not the legal participant who got pinned. So I'm actually excited what they're going to do next week after Clash of the Castle. Well, and weren't you upset, too, that somebody showed, like, there was a graphic on Instagram that showed, like, Sasha and Naomi with the belts, and then you thought that was what happened at the end of Raw, and then you watched the main event at lunch today, and you're like, oh, no, that didn't actually happen, so it's just Raquel. They really want me to watch this Clash of the Castle for this six-woman tag match, you know. Why is, has anyone ever been excited for a six-woman tag match? Like, they're pumping this thing up like this is the first time I've ever seen a six-woman tag match. They had to have that shitty promo segment after their squash match. A, a three-on-three squash match, which is like, I mean, what is this, dark? Like, the, the, that whole, and then they had microphones. Oh, gee, this was not a good Raw. Like I think Kevin was even trying to say it's been the best of the Triple H era. This was the worst of all time. Like This was not a good Raw whatsoever. Ciampa was still there being Mrs. Bitch. Gargano, like, how, Johnny's back. How are we going to use him next week? Just have him talk in an empty arena. No matches yet. Like I just... Oh my gosh! I, I I want to bring up the results just so I can go down like beat by beat what I didn't like, but that would be just the show. It would be, but I'd say like for you, I enjoyed the show. Here's the again, I wished instead of a tag team match with Judgment Day was like just Finn Balor versus Dolph and maybe AJ in the corner because I prefer a singles match with Dolph because Dolph's been doing so well right now. AJ's been doing amazing as he does his entire career, and we don't know like where this is gonna go. We believe it's gonna be Dom turning heel. A part of me is just thinking maybe they'll swerve us. It's going to be AJ that joins Judgment Day because heel AJ is the greatest AJ in wrestling. But is that cool? Is that what you want? Like Judgment Day, like the facial expressions, the clothing, everything about them isn't isn't edgy. It isn't original. And it, is, it isn't good. It feels really forced. It feels like it's Halloween at WWE, and that's kind of what they're going for here. So I like that's for me like that's a huge issue is is Judgment Day like they suck and I wish there was something redeeming about them like like I, I wanted to see like like I don't know there was nothing there's been nothing about Judgment Day that's been good now when it was Edge as the leader and Damian was as heavy it made sense to me I was like this is a simple heel gimmick uh, and like that that's fine I would like to see that but it turned into. Finn Balor's going to join, and then they kick Edge out. Now it's three mid-carders all hanging out together. Like This group is is one bad t-shirt away from being social outcast. 
listen, I will never say that Finn Balor is a mid-card. Finn Balor is a main eventer. WWE knew what they were doing until he got injured. That's what ruined his push. But he's still a main eventer. Finn Balor has a heavy doubt. Hopefully, if AJ does join it, that gives more credibility. It actually changes Judgment Day because maybe AJ becomes the leader. We have a real bullet club. <sighs> that, that doesn't excite me, though, because they were never in Bullet Club together, were they? No, Finn came in, like Finn got kicked out and then AJ became yeah, leader. So technically for a moment they were together but not in Brooklyn. Yeah, you skipped me on that. Like you, you, like all of your positive spins on the storyline end with the Judgment Day still existing and I don't want that. Like I think that they're awful. Uh, I've even, like even Damian Priest, I think this has done more harm than good for him. Like, like generic vanilla babyface Damian Priest, although his US title reign was ridiculously boring, I think this has done more harm than that title reign did. You could have just had him be babyface champion, loses the belt, and then he's chasing the heel champion. Simple mathematics, but instead they wanted to turn him heel. He did the same thing Seth Rollins did a few years ago when Rollins cut that, I did everything right promo. That was awesome. But Damian kind of did that same promo, and he was like, he's he's worse now. I, I is there? Do you still have, like, is there a positive light at the end of the tunnel for Damian Priest? I always will have a soft spot in my heart knowing how good Punishment Martinez, Damian Priest is because I still remember ROH. I still remember early NXT when he was just the archer of infamy, when he was just a badass rocker dude who could kick ass and beat everybody up and beat Razor Ramon. So that's why I still hope we get with Damian in the future. Like He's doing a good job, the best he can with what they're given, and hopefully Judgment Day wow. can evolve and change and not just be what they are right now. They'd be something completely different soon. Nah, he's doing a bad job. Like, I, like I, I want to agree with you. Like I like because I, I like Damian Priest too. There was a lot of redeeming qualities about him. I remember when he came to the main roster, I was like, oh, but he's so good in NXT. Why are we calling him up now? Like, let's have him be good in NXT for a while and save that brand in a lot of ways. But what you know, he he left, came to the main roster, and I was like, okay, like the Bad Bunny stuff, I thought was really good. They, he was the perfect guy for that. But yeah, like he, him in this role as the heel with the facials, with the weird clothes, all of it is not good, and it's his fault too. It's not just like when you say like what they're giving him isn't good. They gave him an Alter Bridge song, Alter Bridge rules. Uh, they've given them lighting. They've given him the opening segment on on Raw two of the last three weeks, as you reminded me. Like there should be like he should be running with this, and I he probably is probably he's like us like if they gave me something better this would be awesome. It's like no, you need to make this good, but it sucks. And that might be the case. That's why I just I want to see where this goes. I want to see how this story like is with Judgment and where this evolves to. Will it be Dom turning? Will Ray turn? Edge come back? We don't know where it's going to go. That's why I'm wondering how Clash of Cast is going to go with this two-on-two SmackDown 6 versus Judgment Day. Yeah, well, and, and also, why is it not three-on-three? Three? Why isn't Rhea just in the match and Dom, like, let's just do it. Is it because no no man will hit a woman? Like, we've, like, this feud makes enough sense where she's put her hands on everyone in this match. So if they're going to, if she wants to be a man, they're going to treat her like one. Like, why don't they just do that? Well, that's why she's going to be at ringside just like Dom, so she will get involved, and Dom might finally decide, you know, I'm going to hit you. Smash her with a I'm only here in Wales, where it's Drew McIntyre's home continent. 
Come on. I knew you were going to say that. He is British, though. Great Britain is three countries, Wales, England, and, and Scotland. Like this is a, It is a thing. I know that people are like, well, uh, it doesn't really count. But no, they're all in the same thing. Like It's it's fine. It is, their, it is his homeland, at least. And these countries are way smaller than ours. So this is like you're in Georgia and I'm in Texas. That's like Scotland and England. Yes, it's pretty much the same thing. So I could say I'm a resident Texan, even though I'm here in Georgia. You could say you're from the South, because that's what we are. So they're from the they're from Great Britain. They're not. He's not saying he's from the UK. He's from Great Britain, and even Great Britain is in the UK. It's basic science. They need to figure out what they're doing over there. So yes, he's going to Wales. Uh, Flash Morgan Webster is not. Uh, Mark Andrews is not. They were natives of Wales. They're no longer with the company. Gino, spoiler alert. Uh, but this pay-per-view, they really they really want me to watch this thing. It's during the morning. I'm not going to be able to watch this. You may not be able to watch this, but you may be able to watch Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern time. Fucking the match that I'm not the show I'm most excited for now, besides All Out, is fucking uh, Worlds Collide. Worlds Collide right now is a really good show because this that I watched NXT as you were expecting me to watch, <laughs> and they did this great stuff backstage where we had. NXT and NXT UK talent backstage with their champions talking to them being like, you have to keep our legacy alive of NXT 2.0, NXT and NXT UK. So we had like Gunther backstage talking to Tyler Bre- Tyler Bate. We had fucking uh, Peter Dune on a tablet talking to Tyler because he wasn't there. He said, you have to do this for British Strong Style, even though one third of them got released just last week. Trent Seven got released? Yes, Trent Seven was part of that group that got released. Oh, I didn't so know only two thirds of British Strong Style are still there. That's a bum out. I didn't know. Well, Trent Seven really was only there to be Tyler Bates' partner. In all honesty, what do you? I I listened to some Fourth Hour. Kevin hates the the Pete Dunn outfit. I I thought the Butch outfit was the one we all hated. Do you like which one works for you? Do you know the Pete Dunn or the Butch? The Bruiser Wade always reaches out to me. It's like, I love the Bruiser Wade. I don't mind his whole scrappy dude character, but he should be still dressed as the Bruiser Wade. Yeah, I, I, just him, him coming out with the suspendas and just being like Seamus. Like, he's like a diet version of Seamus. Like, it's just kind of, I don't know, it's silly. Uh, I'm excited to see Pete Dunn back show some knees. We need more knees in wrestling. Only the women are showing knees. I'm a big fan of the knees, Gino. Uh, even even Rhea Ripley's showing knees now. So I think wrestlers are catching on. This is a knees industry. I want to see your knees. That's right. That's why I'm looking forward to that match. Pete Dune versus Mr. Ludwig Kaiser. And we're also going to have what I, I've read the spoilers because I was like, okay, this is taped. I want to see what happens. We're going to get about 20-minute match of the New Day versus Viking Raiders, which I'm actually really excited for, the Viking rules match. <laughs> yeah, falls count anywhere. It's going to be amazing. Uh, yeah, and I watched SmackDown, like, you know, because – I watched that on Saturday, I think. I Hulu SmackDown it up, and I thought the show was great. Now, apparently, everybody hated it. I didn't know that. Uh, maybe if I – because when I watched Raw with the Discord, it was fun to dunk on Raw every 10 seconds. Oh, this is stupid. This is stupid. When I watched SmackDown by myself, I thought it was awesome. So what's the general consensus? Is the Blue Show still the better one? And I would say they're both really good. Like This Raw was kind of a letdown, especially because the finish of the main event was kind of a shock and disappointment, but it's all storyline-wise as to what happens, and we're looking forward to what happens there. But I do feel SmackDown is better because we have somebody who's one of the best right now. The baby face is Drew. We have Kerry Cross actually being able to show how good he is on the mic and soon having a big match this Friday night and having a debut match against Drew uh, Gulak. 
<laughs> he's going to look good. He's going to look strong, beating up one of the best technical wrestlers they have, Gulak, that they could ever want to push. Yeah, Gulak. I'm always shocked that he's still there. Like even the Ricochet Corbin match, I really enjoyed. Like SmackDown, I thought started off in like a fun way. B Fab's back. I love B Fab. Uh, it's always good to see her. Uh, but it, realistically, without Swerve, this group doesn't make sense for me, right? Like, weren't they Swerve's like background dancers? How come they're still coming around, pretending that they matter as much as Swerve did? It's because the actual like, backstage stuff of what happened is to, before Swerve joined their group, the original three, the OG3 is what they are named, they were the first group that did start. Swerve then had his whole music stuff that happened like before mm. he joined, his own solo stuff with Swerve City and just his whole Swerve City podcast. So he's done his own stuff, and then, then Vince is like, I know Vince, Triple H wanted to put them together because it would add more prestige to Swerve. But again, during like, the Coconut Loop and all the house show loops, the OG3 were top dollar on Shanti Viadonis and Thank you, Old Lang Sign, for all the gears. Oh, my gosh. That looks awesome. So, it was, so more was like Swerve gave them more prestige and focus because, again, before they were just the three of them on the house shows and doing like independent NXT shows. Okay. So it was on TV. Swerve added to their group. Why are the Street Profits on both shows? How come some people are just on both shows? Some people have a bus where I did not expect the Street Profits to have a bus. Uh, how Is Triple H going to get rid of this brand split? Do you think he's going to lean more into it? Uh, because right now, I have no idea why we still have a brand split. And I'm thinking with all these title unifications, with the tag team titles, with the raw, with the WWE major titles, and now with the NXT. I'll go ahead, Gino. Thank you for the subscription. All thanks, yes. I get to Yarborough. Hell yeah, Yarborough. And now again, with NXT and NXT UK, they're going to be NXT Europe. I think that we are slowly going to have like no brands, but people can go from both shows to either show. And I think that's going to be a good start, even though especially because we're not going to have a draft like we were said to have after Clash of the Castle. We're going to see what we're going to do with this now open brand for both shows. Who said that? They said they were going to... Well, and this also is why AEW rules, because... Let's say you are a wrestling fan and you're going to go to a show, right? AEW tells you the card. Like, oh, you want to come see a show? Here's the matches. Like, that helps you decide if you want to go or not. Raw and SmackDown, if they do this open brand thing, I'm going to show up to Raw with my Roman shirt on, and he's not even going to be there. I'm going to show up to SmackDown with my Drew shirt on. He's not going to be there. Like, they need to make up their minds on who's on what show. I'm going to. I'm always going to see Street Profits, apparently, and I'm always going to see Raquel Rodriguez. But they, they kind of need to figure out which what what the plan is because I think they can add a lot of value if they did tell you the matches beforehand and maybe even did like imagine just every Sunday they announced like the matches for the week like you can set up like a real sports league with this whole WWE thing and I think you can get people to actually try and check it out like if you just say holy shit Drew McIntyre versus Sami Zayn this Friday I want to watch that like you can set up the matches beforehand it doesn't have to be I'm going to turn on the blue show because it's the blue one. Who knows what's going to happen? I mean, they do kind of at least give us a few matches. Not the whole card, but like one, two, like sometimes like three, four matches on Raw. They'll tweet about it, like post it up, like here's the match that sometimes it does change in the middle of the show. So it does give you that excitement. Like we didn't know this was going to happen. This all of a sudden changed immediately dur during this match to make a tag team match or fade a fade of four-way match instead of a singles match we just had. Yeah, you so it does 
Yeah, like we watch Impact, and there was a, there was an era of ladies where there would be like their prediction spots where I would pull up the cards for Dynamite, pull up the cards for Impact, pull up the cards for MLW, and I'm picking matches and matches and matches because all that stuff's announced. With WWE, we'd pull up a graphic for SmackDown, and come Friday, that match would be completely different. Like it would be just nope, that that didn't happen anymore. Forget Randy Orton versus Drew. We're not going to do that here. Forget Randy Orton versus uh, Bobby Lashley at the pay per view. We're going to do it here. Like it, they would just they they don't know they don't know until they get there. Now I know Triple H is in charge of creative, but if he really wants to make one show really 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 good, wouldn't you do a brand split like and have Triple H like I'm gonna do Raw. Here's the people that I want on Raw, uh, Bruce or whoever. You're gonna get SmackDown. And did you say NXT 2.0 is also going away and turning into NXT Europe, or is there still gonna be a 2.0? It's going to be 2.0, but it's NXT 2.0. It's like champion and the UK champion are going to be combined. They're all going to be reforming, and the legacy of that other title is going to be no more. So we're going to find out which title will still have that legacy. Will NXT 2.0 or will NXT UK show their legacy still exists after this change in NXT Europe? What's NXT Europe then versus NXT 2.0? Like, are we just, what does that mean? I believe it just means they're both going to be the same thing. Like, we could have people from NXT Europe on NXT and NXT and NXT Europe and not just be like 2.0 because they're going to be all one title. What's the difference? Every between, time. So, is NXT the only difference between NXT UK and NXT Europe is Europe is all encompassing, like Spain and Portugal, whereas the UK yes, only. Yes, it's everyone now. So, anyone from that side could be able to come in here instead of just from the UK, even though we had people who were from outside Australia, of the UK getting released, yeah. which made sense. It was weird. Champions but we released ja- a lot of great people. Women's champions, Japanese. Yeah, like it, that makes no sense. Like They're, they're just going to do a name change? Why are they pretending like one of the companies is going to be defunct? Well, it's because they will be defunct. It's going to be a big change in NXT. NXT is going to have this big moment where we got to find out who has the real legacy at the end. Will NXT lose their champions? Because we had Tommaso Ciampa and Finn Balor to talk to Broadbreak and be like, you have to do this for NXT, for the history, for our lineage, and you have to keep this legacy alive. Because if you don't, you're a failure and you've destroyed but, our legacy but of NXT and our titles. Let's say the NXT UK title go, goes away. What happens with NXT Europe? Do they have a title? Do we just make a new NXT European champion? I believe what it's going to be is whatever the NXT title will be, will be the title for both shows. So the NXT World's Champion or Universal Champion to both NXT Europe and NXT is going to be the major title. So people can be on like takeovers from both NXT Europe and NXT for the titles. That I, I just don't get it. So why are they full, why are they pretending like NXT? So so they're going to have a champion in NXT who's going to go to Europe for a TV taping or for like one pay per view a year. Like what is this? that's what we got to figure out that's what i'm actually kind of excited for it's all this new change that's going to happen that i'm really interested i mean in here's what go. i'm anticipating braun breaker's gonna win and then in three months we're gonna have the nxt europe championship like that's just that's what you would do because you're gonna have a weekly television show and you're gonna have a champion that like if you have a show are they just doing like an nxt level up or is that going to be their new thing is nxt europe is literally there's no championships it's just matches they could have said that or have some matches because again who knows if mako will end up winning the women's match because it is going to be her b Priestley, and mandy rose so it could be two nxt europe women could hold that title and be able to represent NXT Europe, as well as the tag team titles. We have a four-way for that with two people actually from NXT Europe in there. So we're going to see how that changes. 
what changes and how we're going to go from there. Because, yeah, maybe they will just make new titles right next to Europe. Or we will do the whole idea of, like, both shows are now connected to one with only, like, one title for each. So the world title, the tag team title, the women's title, and the A title. Like, I'm even thinking it pretty deadly. Or who's who's in this tag match? It's pretty deadly. Diamond Mine, uh, Gulas, and uh, I believe it's Brown's Gulas. Gallus. And Gallus, right. And uh, the How fourth you... one was... I forgot it's Gallus. You're the NXT. Okay, I, I'm still Wolfgang and Coffee Brothers. Yeah, Joe Coffey, Mark Coffey. And Mark Coffey. And the uh, fourth one was fucking Jake, uh, Briggs and Jensen. Yeah. What, where's, what happened to my guys, to to the Grizzled Young Veterans? Are they not with the company or one of them hurt? What happened? Grizzled Young Veterans are with uh, Joe Gacy now. Oh, that sounds terrible. Now. They both have like glass eyes and like messed up eyes. Now one has one eye, one like white out eye. I forgot the names. I think it's the Schism is their group name. Oh, the Schism. How awesome are Grizzled Young Veterans? Now I'm nine with Kevin. Triple H sucks. Why would they ruin the Grizzled Young Veterans? We want to push Joe Gacy because he's also now trying to get fucking Cameron Grimes in the group to realize that Cameron Grimes is a failure and we want to fix him. Can't, have him realize that he is a failure of a father. Can't for his Joe children. Gacy do his back. own thing? Can Can he get over on his own? Why does he need to take? Why does he need to ruin Harlan? Why does he need to ruin the Grizzled Young Veterans? And now you want him to ruin Cameron Grimes? Can he just ruin things on his own or get over on his own? This is going to make the Grizzled Young Veterans, or I forget what their new names are, it's going to make them better because they finally have someone who could talk for them and actually speaks English <gasps> and not have their broken English where we have the whole, they're soon to be recognized, even though they still say their catchphrase, but in a different line about instead of with the tag team has to fix NXT, to make oh, it better, to be how, inclusive how and acceptance you. that we need in 2022. They talk so great. How dare you say, like, well, somebody could finally talk for them. How, their promos were some of my favorites that... We were grizzled young veterans. Then he would like do that stutter. Soon to be recognized. It was fantastic. They were the best tag team on the show. How dare you think they need some fat 39-year-old to be their manager slash wrestler to make them over. They were way over. Oh, that, that sucks. They should be. get uh, Gallus is awesome. Pretty Deadly is awesome. Uh, the Creed Brothers suck. Get them out. Put put GYV in this match. The, the guy, how do you not have GYV representing the tag teams here? Those guys were perfect as a tag team. So that that bums me out. That makes me incredibly sad. Um, however, Gallus should win. I like Gallus. But let's say Gallus wins. They should just be the NXT champions. It's not like they're going to be the NXT UK tag team champions of NXT 2.0. That's why. That's why we're gonna figure out what they're gonna do because it is supposed to unify all these titles. So it will be like one title or maybe both titles. We're gonna have like them separate. Who knows when we're gonna? That's why I'm kind out. of excited for Worlds Collide. It's gonna be a great show. I figured it out. I, I I solved it there for you. Whoever wins it is just gonna be the NXT 2.0. Maybe they'll just do that. They'll just call whoever wins is the 2.0 champion. And Europe is definitely getting its own belts. There's no way they would. They would do that. Like, why would you have a promotion that exists on its own but relies heavily on a on a developmental product in Orlando? Like, they, they need to make sure that. And we're not going to watch Europe anyway. I watched a little bit of UK. There were we. You don't watch it. You don't even know how to pronounce Gallus. Like, I, I watched maybe there was probably like eight weeks in a row where I was watching it. Like during the pandemic, how do you not watch NXT UK? Like when they were doing the shows and GYV Gallus pretty deadly like they the roster there was a kid the roster there was stacked and it was really fun to watch but just to think that a lot of those guys first of all Mark Andrews getting released I feel like is a huge mistake I don't know 
Like, he was one of my favorites. That whole subculture thing was stupid with the black and white entrance. But uh, how do you let that guy go? He's so good. He is so good. We, You and I, we loved Impact, so we also love Mandrus. Mandrus should be anywhere. He could go back to Impact. He should go to AEW. Mandrus would get over wherever he goes. I don't want him to go to AEW. I'm tired of wanting people to go there. That used to be a trendy like thought. Like, oh my gosh, can you just imagine when Miro breaks free from this Lana and Bobby Lashley bullshit and gets to AEW? It's going to be awesome. Oh, I can't believe they won't let Matt Hardy be broken. Oh, Matt, Matt Hardy needs to go to AEW. Oh, I can't wait for him to get there. Like, we said that for every single person, but it's like when they get there, it's not like they're doing anything that impressive anyway. Like, who's the best? Sure, so yeah. That's why, like, maybe hopefully we will get Mandrews back in Impact because I think he would be perfect for this exhibition that we do need to help boost her up because Mike Bailey versus Mandrews would be a classic. Oh, it would be fantastic. I don't know if we need to boost up the exhibition. I'm just saying that it would be a nice addition to it. I like Mike Bailey. I think Trey, once he stops fake uh, the fake spray painting nonsense, that, that'll be great. Ace Austin's hanging around Chris Bay. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented. Thank you so much, Tom. Like, uh, TJP needs to come back, obviously. Like, there's a lot of parts of Impact that, like, people leave Impact too frequently. Like, Jake something. That's somebody that should have never left. He had his best match with Trey Miguel, and then he left. Like, what the hell's wrong with you? So, uh, I'm excited to see what we get next out of Mike Bailey. But, yeah, whenever anybody leaves a company now, I don't want them to go to, to AEW. I think that's the worst place for guys to go. Because no matter what, we're going to have, like, we need to make sure we have a Kylan King match or we need to make sure we need, like, they always do something on the show that I just scratch my head. Like, okay, like, interesting. Um, it's like Eddie Edwards in the main event. It is kind of like that, but Kyla King's really good. She's improved a lot, especially like for her time from both like Dark and then her current stuff in NX, the NWA with the Hex. Like, she's good. I like Kyla King. Yeah, well, I'm, but I'm just saying, like, every, there's people that aren't, like, Miro's never on TV. And it's like, well, at least Kylan King's having a match. Like, there's the people that have, Aleister Black, he's not on TV. Well, you know, at least Kylan King's having a match. Uh, Pac is the All Atlantic champion. At least Kylan King is having a match. There's constantly somebody who's being left off this show because they have too many fucking people. And I remember Cody and the Young Bucks. I remember them on Talk is Jericho before Dynamite was a thing. And they had said, like, well, one of our ideas is so wrestlers don't get stale. Why do they have to be on TV every week? Like, why not kind of rotate storylines and make sure you're not oversaturating the talent? Because sometimes, yeah, it is a little frustrating. Like, if you see an AJ Styles match every single Monday, what's special about his matches at a pay-per-view? Like, it is kind of like that's why Roman matches are so awesome because we don't really get to see Roman wrestle on TV that often. So they do a good job at making that a special occasion when you get to see him wrestle. But Raw, the way they're doing the show now is we have to have like seven matches and they all need to be long. But by the time you get to the pay-per-view, you're like, well, what's different? What? Why is this special? Why, why do I care? And I think for AEW right now, uh, they, like that was a good idea at the time. Like let's not let's not have everybody on TV every week. But then there's just people that are forgotten about. Like Ruby Soho is somebody that's constantly on Elevation and Rampage, and we don't really know what she's up to. People just kind of get forgotten about, you know. Well, they either get forgotten about or they do have stories, but it's all like very subtle. Like the whole Ruby so like you brought up, was all that she's connected with Eddie Kingston because of the hand injury that she did sustain from the Jericho Appreciation Society. So they're still together as friends with Ortiz. That's why we have Ortiz and Ruby Soho fight against Sammy and Mello because they were all going after uh, Eddie. 
so they're all like supporting Eddie and they're still friends and like with Miro his whole big thing now is he's going through this journey with his god leaving him even though he tried to denounce god and evict god and now he doesn't know what to do anymore and he does not want to have the touch of a pagan woman like Julia Hart he wants only the touch of his one woman in yeah his life why did she touch him? on TV what was that moment like only one woman is allowed to touch the redeemer so like is Lana coming to AEW was that a tease for that like maybe Lana's gonna come like they want him to be in the house of black but he's not gonna he's gonna revolt against the house of black like where is this going that's thing we're never gonna know. And he's always like referenced Lana in his promos when he's yeah. backstage. He always says the one woman, God, this is the one woman I have in my life that you've denounced me. And like he's his storylines, it's always weird because again, at first it's like he is the redeemer of God, God's champion. Now it's like God has left him, so now he is evicting God and he's taking God out of heaven. And he is gonna become God at seed or something was gonna happen. Something like, like he's <laughs> lost. And and, God. and I like because I agree with you, like I think that's the storyline, right? Like that's kind of what you're doing right now is I think that's what we were trying to do with Miro. Like nobody really is sure because he was the redeemer, he was God's champion. Like he can't lose because he's God's champion. And then he lost, so it made sense for him to come back and like, God, why have I lost my championship? Are you no longer with me? Like I, I'm getting that. I understand. Like, But every week, or it's been weeks since we've kind of touched on that, unless he's doing like some sort of backstage on Rampage that I'm not seeing, because uh, I haven't watched Rampage since Will Hobbs is in the main event uh, versus Keith Lee. So I, I, like, I'm really, I don't know. Like, it's, I, I'm hoping, like, I, like I, I constantly, like, Miro is one of the standouts for me. I really like Malachi Black. So I was kind of hoping he would have a better run here. Even adding Brody King, you'd assume like, oh, this is going to be awesome. Buddy Matthews, this is going to be great. They're so forgotten about and just used in such a strange way where like it felt like, oh, I'm going to see Dark Order every fucking week. But these other great factions that are just being shoved to the back. Whenever I see QT Marshall, I wonder where Miro is. Like That's how my head works. Like How come you have 90 guys, Bobby Fish, uh, Kyle O'Reilly? You could at least have Redragon as a tag team. Are they? Do they wrestle anymore? I believe Kyle O'Reilly's hurt just like Adam Cole, so Bobby Fish is kind of just floundering right now, which is sad. Well, and Bobby that's, Fish is so good. But even when he came into AEW, he was a singles guy. So they knew what they were signing. They were signing singles Bobby Fish. So what happened between, we got Kyle O'Reilly. Like, what happened between, like, why can't they just use him as a singles guy? Like, I'm not saying he's going to be Adam Page, but he, he could have good matches with August Gray. Like, why not? Is August Gray still there? I don't know if August Gray is still there, but, like, there's been some weird matches. And Dark even has, like, some good matches. They could put him on Dark and just have him get some wins to make Red Dragon look stronger. But, like, they just had, because I really, I also watched this because I was interested. A.R. Fox fought Dante Martin. Dante Martin, of course, won because A.R. Fox not signed. But A.R. Fox is another great talent. They could sign, but AWR has too many people. There's too way too many. Talents. Like, yeah, whenever there's a good talent that shows up there for a tryout or for a match, I don't want them to sign there. I think go to go to Dark, go to Elevation, have some moments, get noticed, and then go to Impact, and then go to NJPW Strong, go to MLW. There's other lesser promotions where you're going to get more exposure, like, like there, there's guys like Vincent. Like Vincent, I used to hate. I used to think he was the worst. He was useless. He had a pretty decent match with Josh Alexander. Like it was quick, but he had a fun little match on Impact. Like he, 
he's growing on me, and I think he's getting more television time, and he's getting used Malachi to... Malachi Black says Josh Alexander is going to AEW and be a job. And I think that would happen. Like, look at Ethan Page. I was talking about the North with uh, a coworker because he had never... He doesn't watch Impact, and I was describing the North because he thought that was, like, a cool name, and I showed them. I showed him a match, and they was... I don't remember who... I think it was against... Uh, was it against him? Motor City Machine Guns? It must have been Motor City Machine Guns because that was, like, one of their last ones. And... When he's like, are they still around? I go, no, no. Josh Alexander is the champion. I was like, he's the champion of Impact. And then I just said, like, oh, yeah, Ethan Page is doing nothing in AEW. Like, he's just evaporated from, from television. Like, even when he – isn't he doing something with Stokely now? Isn't that their big plan to save all the jobbers is to pair him with Stokely? It seems like that's what we're doing because what I do believe – because Stokely has history with MJF. So Stokely right now has uh, – what is it? Liam Moriarty, Ethan Page, and the Gun Club. He can add MJF, and MJF and all of them could take over and like have a big run-in at the end of All Out and ruin the show after CM Punk beats Mux. Oh, gosh, that sounds awful. Um, all of that sounded bad. So you, see, you have CM Punk winning a match because that's the big rumor, right? Is he still Has that been made official yet, or is that still like, well, according to Insider, is that still the main event for All Out? I, that is what Dave Meltzer said. I don't think Uncle Dave would lie to us. So what they could do, if we don't have anything set up tomorrow for CM Punk, CM Punk becomes the joker for the casino ladder match. He wins it, then he says, I'm cash this in for tonight, and he beats Moxley tonight. That How does it go from hurt foot to squashing six guys in a ladder match to beating Mox for the title? And Oh, my gosh, they love CM Punk. Tony Khan loves CM Punk. That's the most John Cena thing I've ever heard. That's thing. It all could have been a work this whole time. He messed up his foot on accident or on purpose so he could learn what Moxley is. And Moxley had to do two Death Riders to pin CM Punk. So he's like, I can kick out the Death Rider. He can beat Moxley because he's outsmarted Moxley. And then, then CM Punk could be the heel CM Punk that I've been waiting for all this goddamn time. And he could do the snake promo again because we kept referencing it for so many times. And we could just have heel ROH CM Punk one more time. Uh, we don't We don't need any version of CM Punk ever again, I feel. I feel like wrestling was great for a lot of years, and people pretended like he was the only reason wrestling was ever good. But no, we were all still watching it like a bunch of idiots anyway. So we don't need CM Punk to come in and win a ladder match and squash six other guys. Like, can you imagine? Like, that must be what it felt like when Brock won money in the bank. Like, hey, you guys go and have a 20-minute ladder match. Brock's going to run out at the end and grab the briefcase. Like, oh, okay. That All right, we can do that. Uh, the best part about that I still remember and I love is just that Ollie is on the top of the ladder, able to grab the briefcase, but they're like, he has to just stand there, not move a single muscle while Brock does his whole fucking entrance and doesn't run to climb up the ladder and win. So Ollie could have won the entire time, but they're like, no, Ollie, you just get to stand there and do nothing. I think that's a lack of discipline it. on Ollie's part. I think, yeah, see quickly in the chat, he was in shock. He couldn't even move. That could be it. Ollie didn't have that much experience at that time. Maybe when he saw Brock, he just never knew that he would share the ring with Lesnar, and he thought the he thought everybody in the match was already there. He didn't know Brock was going to show up, so he was stunned. Where's he been at? I didn't see him on Raw. Yeah, Brock's not been anywhere. Brock is just kind of gone. <laughs> I meant Ali. Ali though has yeah. been teaming with Cedric Alexander. I made of it. Oh my Our God! Saul and X of Two Point are together now as a tag team. Oh, they're still doing that, huh? They're Ali and Cedric, huh? Big tag team. They're a big tag team. You and I watched 2.0 and I two not two two oh five live at the point when they were like the heart and soul and they had that big moment at WrestleMania where we had the heart versus the soul with fucking Rockstar Spud in the 
commentator, like near the commentator team, watching this match to determine who is going to be the first cruiserweight champion. That was like five years ago, Gino. Like that was a minute ago. Still a big moment. So them teaming up now is a throwaway. Hey, throw these two guys together and see what happens. It sucks. I don't like it. I'm never going to work for me. Like, and and that's. There's so many things that we're all looking at. Like, look at the shiny thing here. Like, wrestling is awesome. Shotzi's tank is going to come back, which it didn't, by the way. No tank on SmackDown this past week. And then there's other things that are happening. Like, oh, Cedric and Ali are just in a throwaway tag team. Why isn't Shelton teaming with Cedric? They had to break them up for apparently no reason. Cedric's going to team up with Ali. I mean, they broke up the Herpes for pretty much no reason, too, and they ruined that whole big push for Bobby, which I hated. They should have kept them together. It would have made everything so much better. The Bobby still has a big push. I mean, I like babyface Bobby Lashley. I like the choreography of the bump, bump, bump. When I go live, I'm going to do that. Hell yeah, we'll put up Bobby Lashley's beginning of the theme song, the interlude that he has for you at every single show. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that that rules. So, uh, yeah, I'm okay with the Hurt Business breaking up, but you can still have babyface Cedric and babyface Shelton as a tag team. They didn't have to call themselves the Hurt Business. They can be called the uh, the they can be called the Flying Elvises. It'd be fantastic. Like, why not? Why not keep them together if the ultimate like what you see for Cedric is just meaningless tag team anyway? I guess that's true. That's why I'm just like they, Cedric. You and I know are, is really good. Ollie's great. They just they just like AEW. They have too many guys. And they have all these titles, and they don't really have a way to like put these people on television because they want to focus on their main stories that they have for their shows. It sucks. I don't know, but I think it's almost opposite. I don't like because with AEW, like when the Young Bucks wrestle on television, it does, it's not every week. AJ's been wrestling every week. Miz has been wrestling every week. Like these guys, uh, Kevin Owens has been wrestling every week. A lot of these guys are wrestling every single week. I think they need more guys. I think they need to have some matches on there that, like, oh, I haven't seen this guy wrestle in two weeks, or it's been a while since we've had a James Storm match. Like, that's because that's how it felt like an impact. Like, you know, they would do the when they would record the live show, and then they'd have the taped one the next week. It kind of made it fresh. Like, okay, this is a live one. We're gonna get a live match with Jeff Hardy, and then the next week will be some tape meaningless like tag match or whatever. But it was like you still kind of. There was so there was variety. You didn't have to watch the same guys fight, fake fight every single week, and it made it feel more and more special. So, uh, I think you need to have more guys, and you need to get them on Raw. Uh, and then, as far as storytelling goes, there is just something wrong with the overall storytelling right now, at least because it, it. And maybe this goes back with what I was saying. There's no poster. I don't know who what's coming next until the commercial break, where they're like. Coming up next, we hear from Matt Riddle. I can't do a Jimmy Smith impression. Uh, we hear from Matt Riddle and Jeff Rollins. Like, Because uh, that's all they do is you don't know what's coming until they say. Like, here it is. Because even when they did the Cody countdown, at least you knew, okay, Cody's coming out at this point. I, and Tyler last night was having trouble remembering like what is what the best Raw was since before the pandemic. I would say the Bobby Lashley title win where they had a countdown and when Bobby was going to fight the Miz. So you're just, that counter is going and you know Bobby's about to fight the Miz. Miz chickens out. They put another counter up. So as somebody who's sitting there watching a three-hour Raw, I'm like, I got to fucking stick around. I want to watch Bobby Lashley rip the Miz's arms off and beat him with it. Like that was, like it gave you a reason to linger around. And with, with this now, I'm just sitting there hate watching it. And then it's like random thing, random thing, random thing, random thing, random thing. And you're just kind of sitting there being fed random shit. At least if I knew what the random shit was, I can kind of like be excited for it. 
And that's why, like, they do try to give us, like, here ahead of time, like, the day, two days before on Twitter, they'll be like, we are going to get Miz versus Bobby. And I was like, this might be a good match. Bring this back. Run it back. It's been a while. And then, like, we had the whole Dexter Loomis not interference interference, which was entertaining, I felt. Even though, like, I was making the whole reference of Hogan War, even though it's not entirely Hogan War, but it's close <laughs> to, Kinda, come yeah. to it be Hogan Warrior. <laughs> It's a little Hogan Warrior-y, you're right. Like, Miz is seeing him, and then when they, like, pan back, he's gone. Like, I know it's silly storytelling stuff, but I don't know. It, it made me laugh a few times. That security guard that in backstage was, like, trying not to cry laugh. He was so excited to be on TV. Like, you think you thought I was Dexter? I'm not Dexter, you silly fuck. Like, he was laughing so hard on the inside. They picked a really good wrestler for that. They did. They got some nice local talents for that. They got the local talents for that six-woman tag match to really put over the raw women who are going to be losing to control or whatever the fuck their name is for Bailey's group. What was that? Why was there a three-on-three squash match with these three chicks we've never seen or heard of? And because even if you just said Bianca versus one of the squash jobbers, that's fine. Why did we have to have this silly like dance routine between Alexa, Asuka, and Bianca? Are we really pretending that they're all best friends? Is Alexa just going to smash a candy jar over one of their heads? They're all just the best of friends. They're just going to try to see who if this team is stronger. They have the momentum now for their match against Control, but Control will end up being... Where is this name coming from? Where did you hear the Control name? Because you won't let it go. This is Bailey like... had this whole tweet post about like that they're taking Control or that they are Control. Like I think it was when they first showed up, they had like a photo shoot, but she tweeted, like, this is Control or we are Control, something shit like that. So it was like a name name. It was a Twitter post that she made. Like, that's just gone on with my head the entire time. Is that they're all just right. Control. We're in the head of Gino. It's Control. I, I'm with you now. All right. I just needed you to explain it. Jimmy Smith and Corey Graves never said that. I was very like, why wouldn't they get behind that name? Because that's a fine stable name. You know, right to censor didn't have Control in it. Has there ever been another Control? Creative Control with the Harris Brothers. That's Creative Control. Oh, <laughs> that's too bad. Power Trip, which is not technically Control, but Power. Dude, I'm just saying, Creative Control, the Harris Brothers, Vince Russo, I mean, WCW, we, oh, this is not good. So, I, yeah, I, I'm thinking Alexa's going to smash a candy jar over Bianca's head, and we're going to move on from this silly nonsense. I think that'll be a lot of fun. Um, but, yeah, clashes this weekend. You, you uh, All Out is also, is that also this weekend? Like, there's a yes, lot. that Sunday after fucking uh, Worlds Collide. So we have Worlds Collide, then we have Zero Hour at 7 p.m. for All Out. I know we talked about it, dude, but why is Eddie Edwards in the Bound for Glory main event? Like, is that literally just we need another like Impact Wrestling name, like an Impact Wrestling original to headline the show against Josh? Like, maybe some of the old Impact fans from Green Rope TNA will come back if they hear Eddie Edwards is in the main event. Like, I can't imagine. Like, so I watch this show. I watch Impact Wrestling. I won't be able to get anyone to watch this with me if I show them Eddie Edwards is in the main event. I guess that might be true, but it might be like he's just trying to beat up everyone in Impact's past to show that he is the future. And so, yes, he has to beat former world champion Eddie Edwards. And that's why, hopefully, maybe what we're going to have is some, the person who wins the gauntlet and gets to have that trophy is going to cash in, call their shot, and choose to do it that night and beat Josh Alexander just like Moose did last year. But even with Honor No More, like, Eddie Edwards, I guess, is the leader. But this match with Vincent, like, you could have made Vincent. You could have built him up to be a suitable number one contender. You could have put your boy PCO in there or something. Like, 
the fact that we're on Eddie Edwards, like Eddie Edwards versus Josh Alexander, if I can steal a, an idea from the chat, like that sounds like an AEW Dark Elevation match. It just doesn't scream the main event of your company's biggest pay-per-view of the year. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Bound for Glory sucks now because this is the one last year that got moved for an AEW Saturday night show. So maybe I'm just wrong altogether when it comes to Impact Wrestling, but I don't know. Josh Alexander, I feel like, has been on this incredible title run, and they're trying to put him as the face of the company. Having a fight Eddie Edwards, and if he loses, he doesn't he, – I mean, it makes him look shitty. And if he wins, he doesn't gain much from that. That's why, again, my whole big prediction is either the person who wins the call your shot match will call his shot during that match and make a triple threat to make it better, and Eddie Edwards loses to either Josh or whoever the person that calls their shot is going to be. Or Josh gets a better match immediately after he just squashes Eddie because PCO is going to distract Eddie because PCO is a babyface now. But he's got turn baby face of Bath for Glory. Well, and why not um why not Callahan? Isn't that what we were isn't that what we all kind of thought? Now I know Sammy Callahan for people that don't watch Impact, probably you're thinking Callahan's no better than Eddie Edwards. But in my head, someone who watches Impact, Callahan is far more over than Eddie Edwards at this point. And also cutting promos wise, I mean Callahan, an A plus student where Eddie Edwards is a see me after class. So with Sammy Callahan's work, aren't you like even the the video packages they were putting together for his return? Everything spelled. I'm coming after Josh Alexander eventually once I'm done with Moose. Uh, so that is that on hold until Hard to Kill or what? That might be again. We have the call your shot about for glory. They still got to do this. So Sammy Callahan could win this. Call a shot, make a triple threat match so there's no DQ, and then we just do the spot again. Chair, baseball, bat, kill Eddie Edwards, and then we don't need to see him anymore. Then we have Josh versus Sammy Callahan, and Eddie's just completely out of the match and dead. Do you think two years? You think it's two years in a row though of call your shot, cash in same night? Like I think, I think they'll do, they'll go for like a rhino or like a mix in between of. Uh, they'll, they'll just go for either somebody's going to win it and have it until, you know, uh, Slammiversary or somebody's going to win it and win tag belts again. Remember that happened. So, like, there, it doesn't necessarily – you don't have to copy what Moose did last year. Unless Moose wins it again, then I would totally see that. Uh, but I, I think Sammy's going to be in some sort of a tag match. It's going to be Moose and Macklin versus Callahan and, like, Madman Fulton in, like, a Monsters Ball tag match. And I could see something like that, or like it will be a fatal four because it won't be a tag match. Because Moose and Macklin are not partners. I understand the story <laughs> they're friends, is they're not dude. partners. They're not teaming. It's just them having an alliance, but not partnership. It's not anything. You just are reading too much into this. You don't understand the story. They're best friends. What about Joe Doring here? Joe Doring has cancer. What the fuck? Joe Doring has. I did not know this. I just this saw that, sad. like, as we started. I was like, Joe Doring has cancer. He's getting surgery to get some tumors removed or something. Uh, Impact Wrestling, Joe Dory set for surgery after cancer diagnosis. Uh, the 40-year-old in-ring veteran informed the company's management of a diagnosis last week. He's stepping away from in-ring action to undergo surgery. They told me in 2016 I would never wrestle again, and I proved them wrong, Doring said in a statement released by Impact. Guess I'm going to have to do it again. I try not to get too sad or emotional about it. Staying positive really helped me the first time, and that's what I'll do again. Please keep me in your thoughts and in your spirits. I hope to get back in the ring again very soon to the Impact Wrestling locker room. You are my family to me, and I look forward to seeing you again very soon. So, yeah, Joe Doring, cancer. 
That's actually really sad, but hopefully the biggest lariat to the game gets to come back and he just gets to kick ass and go and beat Josh Alexander because he was so close to being last time. Get him the world title one time. He had an amazing match against Josh, Josh Alexander. To lose to door. He had an amazing match against Josh Alexander. I don't. I, I know that whenever you and I talk Impact, people think we're lying. Like people think I'm lying when I really like Impact Wrestling. His match with Josh Alexander was so good. I was shocked about how good it was. The story they told of this big bruiser who cannot lose really beat the shit out of Josh. But then as the match was going on, he was getting winded. He's a big guy. He's forty, and then Josh started to pick up the pace. Oh, was, oh, so match of the year. Why are we not saying it? Uh, so yes, I love Impact. Even when I'm, I watch it at work more than I watch WWE, and people are always like, "Which one is this?" Like I'm like, "This is Impact Wrestling. Dude. This is real shit." Uh, and I, I just when I think of Bound for Glory, I do think it's a huge misstep. With I mean, you can even throw Kushida in that match now, but um, yeah, I don't know Eddie Edwards. I know they wanted the honor no more stuff to pay off. I think this is the worst way to do it. Well, that's what we got to see where this goes because we still have a little bit of time left. We have Victory Road this coming, well, two weeks, about 23rd. Yeah, we got a while. So still some time before, and I'm looking forward to that to see where we're going from there, where the Barbed Wire Massacre is going to lead the three big stars we have of Moose, Macklin, and Sammy, the three the three men. And again, Macklin, Moose, not friends, not partners. They're just completely just doing this on their own. Of course, this big match we're going to have. That should be the main event, not whatever Josh is going to have. It should be Barbed Wire Massacre. No, it should be it should be Josh versus Kushida or Josh versus anybody. Josh versus Mox. Uh, so Kingston is having a, a match with Tomohiro Ishii on the Zero Hour for All Out. Uh, I didn't. So I, I I've heard some of the rumors. I watched the Kevin video. Like I, I I. So Sammy and Eddie got in like a real fight. Like no offense, but. Now, this might shock people. Why would you fight Sammy Guevara? He's like a little bitch. He's like a little kid. If you're a grown adult like Eddie Kingston, you really got to fight this nerd? Eddie just is a real man. He's a real dude. Just He was really frustrated this motherfucker, this piece of shit Sammy Guevara. So he did punch him, slap him, pie face, or whatever he might have done just to show his fucking stance on what the fuck Sammy did or said. Because, again, maybe the promo was Eddie, even though we did get a live feed of it. So... We don't know if that was it or if there might have been something more between the Slip two. Says but they did apologize. And he's a fat psycho. Well, and he I might just, be a psycho. He's not a psycho killer, though, like Tommaso Chop. But I just look at I look at Eddie Kingston. He's like a grown man. He's like an adult. And I look at Sammy like a child. So I just, I, I don't know. I feel like, Eddie, why would you even waste your time on having a fight with Sammy Guevara? Like, what do you think it was about? It might have been, again, the report is, that the that Sammy said some shit about Eddie's weight like that was frustrating. It might, might be something more. It might be legitimate heat he has with Sammy. He's like, you just push it too fucking far. Hey, pie faced him, and Eddie did apologize. So Eddie still has a match now for all up, but we don't know about Sammy. Hopefully, he's not on the card. And we realize that fat shaming is wrong at AEW. Do <laughs> not be talking shit about Eddie. Sammy gets punished. Eddie gets to still be on the pay per view. I'm WFS says keep believing the lies. Well, I also just, I just think it's so silly that, yeah, first of all, a pie face. I don't know about that. And then also, like, he said something about Eddie's weight, and Eddie was like, hey, get into my face, man. I'm trying my best, okay? Didn't you see my promo about the cookie? Like, I just, what? Come on. And, and he is getting a match against the stone face Pitbull, which is kind of a reward uh, for some people like you. Like, that, you're excited for that. I think he's really slow. It's going to be the slowest match in history. 
If you hit rewind on your on your VCR, the whole thing will explode. Uh, I can't wait to see that, Gino. So Sammy doesn't have a match yet. Uh, but him versus Eddie, I didn't care anyway, right? Nobody cared. It wouldn't be that good a match. It would have just been Sammy going over. So at least this match, Eddie has a chance to go over. But I think Stoneface Pitbull, the 5-150, He's the big man, Stoneface Pitbull. You watch. He gets this big match, this big win. The second match against Eddie King. You watch Dark. You watch uh, Sammy's vlog. Did they explain the name change? Why is Ty Conti Ty, Ty Mello? What happened here? Did I miss something? Well, her real last name is Mello. She took in the name Conti because of the marriage she had just recently before Sammy. So now she's back to her like real name of Mello instead. Oh, uh, okay. They just never... I, I I don't watch enough wrestling to know what that what happened there. I don't know if there was a gimmick change. And Excalibur just said, like, I knew it. Like... Ty Mello and Sammy Guevara. I just thought, what? Like, what happened to Ty Conti? Is she okay? And uh, she's Ty Mello now. She's just simple name change, much like when Adrian Neville became Neville. Very basic stuff here, okay? This is just Tony Khan taking a page out of the Vince McMahon playbook. Ty Conti. Which, speaking of, really quick, since we're talking about like, name changes, did you see the name change? Again, you might pay attention to it on Raw's, but we all brought it up. The name change we finally got back. Someone's name came back. Didn't we? So I, I like that you you quizzed me to like pwn me if I didn't know this. So Matt Riddle's Matt Riddle again. Wasn't he Matt Riddle and then Riddle and then Matt Riddle and then Riddle again? And now he's once again Matt Riddle. Isn't this the third time he's been Matt Riddle? Don't we just, do we care? Uh, I care because this could mean Tommaso is going to come back. Austin's going to come back. We're going to have names back. Butch might not just be Butch. We might have two names for Butch instead of one name. Butch Dunn. Well, even Sheamus has one name. Maybe that whole group. Like, is Ridge Holland still Ridge Holland? Can he be Ridge? Yes, Ridge Holland is still Ridge Holland. But oh. we also have, like, Angel and Humberto. They could get their names back. We could have all these names back. We could change this and fix wrestling. Angel Garza definitely needs that Garza part. Angel's kind of the worst. Like, I'm an angel. Like, that that sucks. Like, and Humberto, I didn't know they took away the Carrillo. Carrillo is very important to that name. Uh, Liv, is she Liv still? Is it Liv Morgan? Is it still Morgan? Yes, her name has always been Liv Morgan, thankfully. And I'm looking forward to when Shayna beats her, but she's not going to win. What about Undertaker? Yeah, Undertaker's still the Undertaker. He gets to do his one-man shows every pay-per-view, premium live, but he gets to do his nice stand-up talking about life. That show's probably sick, bro. Like, Can you imagine Undertaker just out of character telling stories? When I saw Mick Foley, it was very, very fun. Like... Mick Foley, the person like outside of telling that story, seems like the worst fucking person. But whenever he talks wrestling, he's like the best. Whenever he's talking politics, he's the worst. But uh, as far as like, you know, I love being here in Los Angeles, California. We're like, yeah, fuck yeah, Mick. Uh, yes, you know, I saw him live. Hell yeah, you saw him live, and hopefully one day when he comes back to Texas, you'll be able to see Undertaker do his one match show live. I should have went to this uh, Lone Star Rumble or whatever for Impact. I, I did look at the card. The card looked pretty awesome. I, I want to go. If they do Hard to Kill here again in Dallas, I will go. I will go to Hard to Kill if they do it one more time in Dallas. Uh, that's a good place for their Hard to Kill shows. Uh, I, I would like to go to another Raw. Raw seems so fun for the crowd there. Do you think all that is like B-roll footage from something else? Because that crowd loves being there. There might be some that is B-roll, but at the same time, like with how they seem to really a lot of fans like the interactions do seem genuine and they do seem like it's not fake piped in crowd noise it's not like that and especially it's not like how it used to be those years back when smack that was taped and we had the fucking blow dryer sound for the fan reaction maybe i would like it sounds more real. maybe these fans like it more because they don't watch it every week and they just kind of get tickets and then they show up and they're like this is so fun 
wrestling. Like, they don't really know the storyline. So whenever they see, like, last week, that's my Jimmy Smith, last week on Monday Night Raw, like, to them, it's, like, the first time they've ever seen that. So they love all the replays. They love everything that they do on, on that show. So, yeah, good God. Like, oh, did you see this? Uh, Nyla Rose on what she finds disrespectful about wrest- about pro- American pro wrestling fans. That seems like an article that exists just to piss me off, you know. I mean, it might be, but, you know, let's check this out. What did Nyla Rose have to say about American wrestling fans? In America, you tell people you're a wrestler, and they're like, is it is it the fake shit? Nyla Rose told the Complex Unsanctioned podcast. The first thing they say is, okay, even if it was or wasn't, like, that's hella disrespectful because I told you I'd do it. Like, why would your immediate reaction be, let me shit on it? That's wild. Uh, is that the immediate reaction from American wrestling fans? That's not. If we're wrestling fans, we already know it's fake. Is that our immediate thing? Like, I'm a wrestler. Like, I wouldn't. I don't think that's American wrestling fans. That's American casuals, right? Yeah, that's more like the casual. So that might be what she meant. So whoever made the article did make it just clickbait and be like, oh, it's wrestling fans. No, it's the people who just think it's stupid and fake. And that's those pieces of shit don't realize the actual sport that is pro wrestling. Like, if you just came to me and, like, in, you know, even if you were an indie wrestler and you were like, and I asked, like, oh, what, what do you do? It's like, oh, I'm an independent wrestler. Like, no shit. Wrestle anywhere that I know. Like, like that wouldn't be my first thing wouldn't be like, oh, that fake shit. Like, I know it's fake. Like, I get it. I would just have to ask them, like, oh, where have you worked? Who have you worked with? What? You were you had a match against Christopher Daniels. Like, you know, oh, you wrestled on a card with Frankie Kazarian. That would be exciting. But so then Nyla is trying to pump up. Uh, oh, where is it? She's trying to say, like, uh, Nyla said that moments like that were common in her time in Japan. Despite not being a name brand talent in the country, it wasn't that they cared I was Nyla Rose. They were just happy to meet a wrestler. Wrestling means so much. To, uh, so much you could be whoever, whoever, but wrestling as a form of entertainment brings so many people happiness and so much enjoyment. So she was just saying, like, in Japan, people respect wrestlers, like, no matter what. In America, it's like, that fake shit. So... I don't know. I, I think it is a, a difference between the normie, like, I don't really watch wrestling, but I know that it's fake. So as soon as someone tells me you're a wrestler, like, when I tell people at work that I watch wrestling, everyone's immediate is like, isn't that fake? Or, oh, you watch it even though it's fake? It's like, yeah, I watch, you, a lot of people watch House of Dragons, 10.2 million to be exact. And that's actually a very fictional show. That's true. Wrestling is all been fake, but it's always the most real sport because you're not trying to hurt each other. But there are times when you actually do. So it's mostly the most real sport. I don't know if it's a sport because like, there's no competition. I think competition makes the sport. Uh, I do think it's athletic. I would never say it's not athletics. Like I think that it's very, very athletic. Uh, but as far as a sport, I think the, the one of the key aspects of sport is competition. Like There has to be a way for me to win this or a way for me to lose this. How are you going to be better than me? Like Almost like the politicking and stuff, that's more of a sport than the actual in-ring portion. The in-ring portion is athletic and it is entertainment and it is more of a show. It is a stunt show in a lot of in a lot of regards. I wouldn't say like it's a sport because because of just that. Like we already they already know who's going to win. Their job is to put on the most uh, real looking but safe show and make sure that it's entertaining for the crowd. They are going to tell a story out there for us. I love it. And I do too, and I always will love pro wrestling. Pro wrestling is the best form of entertainment. It's so funny, Gino. I feel like if we played a year ago, you hated Raw, dude. Like, you couldn't stand. You would tell me how much other shit you were watching during Raw. You hated that shit. And one little tweak, Triple H is in charge. The shows are very similar to what they were. I, 
You nodded your head like, no. Like, what's really different from last night's Raw between a Raw six months ago? And I feel like the big thing is we have matches that are just good wrestling. Like, Dolph Ziggler is having matches. Dolph Ziggler is still one of the best to have. AJ Styles is having really good matches, even if it's a tag match or a singles match. I think they're still good. Austin Theory, Chad Gable is getting pushed, and we're seeing like how good Chad Gable is at Montez Ford. Like these, even though yeah, they're tag team matches, we're still showing these talents. Because again, we had like Chad Gable KO, Chad Gable, Dolph Ziggler. We had all these big matches over these past few weeks that just showcase these people's these wrestlers' talents and actually give us time. And it's not just like oh, we're just filling time with this one match and it's just nonsense. And it, it's still, I guess it's nonsense. It always will be, but it's better, I feel. Just the wrestling <laughs> quality feels different and better. So, But I feel ago. like if we watched a Raw from six months ago, there's probably good matches on it. Like we've watched, remember on Draw Day, he would have good matches on Raw. Like people would have good matches on Raw. It's not necessarily like that tag match I watched with Ziggler and AJ was more frustrating than anything for me as an AJ Styles mark. Somebody with two AJ Styles shirts tunes into Monday Night Raw to watch his favorite wrestler be wasted in a tag team with Dolph Ziggler. Like, I don't care if the match is, is good for a useless tag team match with my favorite wrestler in the world. Like, that that, that, ups, that upsets me. Like, if anything, RK-Bro was fun because it was like this badass Randy. Like, the story they were telling was a lot better than whatever DZ and AJ are doing. Like, that isn't really a story. And... I, I like the match was fine, absolutely, but it was like I don't know why are we wasting AJ in some tag team, uh, and it's the, I can say the same with the Street Profits one annoyed me. The match was fantastic. I've just seen it thirty six thousand times. There was nothing spontaneous about it. When they came out, I thought, aren't they on SmackDown? Why are they out here now? Like it was a it was a very confusing waste of a segment. Because here we have Kurt Angle. How are we going to use Kurt Angle? Oh, him, his interaction with Gable. That's a great idea. That'll be fun. They're both Olympics. They're both they're both uh, in the Olympic wrestlers, amateur wrestlers. This is going to be fun. And then it all culminated with a tag match with the Street Profits. It did. Like, it was still a good tag match. But, yeah, it's weird that we did that. And it's random sometimes, but it made sense. Like It's what we got to do. We had to fight tag teams. So we had tag teams stacked because we're never going to see Kurt Angle back in the ring again. But isn't there so other get, tag teams? Isn't Ali and Cedric, can you name them? Like, can't you have them come out? Can't you have anyone else come out other than a team that I have watched like fight the other team a thousand times? Or if anything, just have one wrestler come out, stand up for – like there were so many names we were all throwing out, like who's going to come out. You can just have Kurt Angle be in a tag match. Like have have Riddle come out team with, with Angle. They just have a two-on-two spot where Angle only has to do like one thing. And they win the match. That'd be a lot of fun. Like, there were so many other things. But as soon as the Profits came out, it's like, oh, no, Rolling Loud rematch. Like These guys have been wrestling for two years now. They have, but it's probably going to be a tag team feud that will never end until we do get a real tag team time match between these two one more time at a pay-per-view like WrestleMania. Oh, man, that's that's just sad, man. That is That is frustrating. So... Um, okay, but I think we about covered it, Gino. I think we covered the impact. I think we covered the AEW woes. Um, we'll see what happens tomorrow night on Dynamite. Best night of the week is always Your Wednesday kids are night. Just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Thank you so much, Keezy. The mana is real. Stay safe. Spells are being cast. Kevin put a link in the chat. Pro wrestlers, Chad Gable's uh, wrestling database. He has lost, you know. Let's just go down the list here. 
He lost on Monday. Absolutely. He lost on main event, Saturday night's main event at a live event to Kevin Owens. He lost to Kevin Owens on Raw. He lost to Dawkins and Ford on, on uh, in Canada at a live event. Lost to Dawkins and Ford. Dawkins and Ford lost to Ziggler. Lost to Ciampa. Lost to Styles and Ziggler. Uh, they beat Cedric and Ali back in July. That was a big win. Then they also lost to Dawkins, Zeke, and Ford. Dawkins, Zeke, and Ford. Dawkins, Lashley, Ford, Lashley. Uh, I don't know, dude. Chad Gable's won two matches out of about 35 in the last two months. Yeah, he's not a he's a good head. That's a, you have a great wrestler. You don't want to have him win all the time. You have him lose. So when he wins, it's even bigger, like Austin Theory. And so you're actually really big that I'm really excited for. I just remembered this since we didn't talk about SmackDown. Ricochet. Ricochet is going to have a big match at Worlds Collide against Melo, the A champion. It's for the title. It's going to be a really big match. Gino. A great match. No, no, Chad Gable, all right? Stay here. I, what? Chad Gable is not like I, I guess if you're saying like as a character he's he's being used, but he's not being pushed. Like he just looks like shit. He's he's won like I'm even scrolling back down. What month is this? This is February. He's won like six matches since February. And that's including house shows. Like this guy, he hasn't won matches very, very often. Like he won a couple you know what? He did get a big push heading into WrestleMania. You look at February, uh, they beat Mysterio, they beat the Mysterios, they beat the Prophets. They beat the Mysterios and the Prophets in a triple threat tag. They beat the Mysterios and the Prophets again. Uh, they beat Riddle and Orton. They beat RK Bro. They beat Rollins, Dawkins, KO. They like they they had a bunch of wins going into Mania, and then after Mania, dude, they just lost like constantly. They haven't won since WrestleMania really in any marquee matches. It's true. That's the whole thing is they just know how good Chad Gable is. And when they put Chad Gable in a match, he's just deciding, you know what, my contract may be up, so I'm going to show them how great I am as a wrestler. Get him and Dolph Ziggler weeks ago. I still remember like it was a really good match. They were just showing their, both their amateur skills but as wrestlers. The matches are good, but he still is losing a lot. Like I think that's where we're coming from is like when we think of a Gable, somebody – and look, a pairing with Kurt Angle would be fun. Like Not necessarily even getting – Angle in the Alpha Academy, but some way, like even if Angle was in that match, right? And let's say Gable just rolls him up and pins him real quick. And then it's, I beat Kurt Angle. I have a victory over Kurt Angle. I'm Chad Gable. Join the Alpha Academy. We beat guys such as Kurt Angle. Like, I think that's a great way to build some legitimacy for him. With Theory, you brought up Theory. Theory loses a lot too, but he also won money in the bank and he's a former U.S. champion, so he's got these huge victories to kind of hang his hat on. Much like Jericho is the undisputed champion. He won those two belts and then didn't win a match for the rest of his career in WWE. So like having those moments, at least you get to continue to brag on those. You get to continue to, to, to bring those up. And I think for somebody like Gable, he needs a couple victories if we're going to call him if we're going to say he's getting a push, I think right now he's one of the big, he's one of the best jobbers they have. And he is, and that's and also like with Kurt Angle, we don't want to take away Barrett Corbin's moment, so that's why we couldn't have Kurt Angle in this match because that would steal something away from Barrett Corbin, which Barrett needs right now. <laughs> well, Barrett's got enough, but even that victory against Kurt, they never reference it, so it's not like he's still using that. They've gotten rid of the gimmick of he's a Golden Gloves boxer. They've gotten rid of that whole long thing they would do about why Baron Corbin should be in the main event of this Monday Night Raw against Seth Rollins, and then I watched it. it was fantastic. So they're not even bringing that stuff up anymore. So I, I don't know. I, I, I look. I, I want to like Raw. I want to like it. I liked SmackDown. Maybe it's because it's two hours. It flew by. 
McAfee made me laugh a bunch. Uh, and it just flies by. With Raw, maybe it is. And, and Kevin's so right. Like, if Dynamite was three hours, it would be good. We, we, we're begging for more TV time for these guys. So just give us more of that. Big, The biggest difference is, if I could tie it back to the first thing I brought up, Dynamite does treat it like a sport. You brought up how wrestling is a sport. Dynamite is the one who announces all their matches beforehand. They end every show with, here's what's going to happen tomorrow, or two nights from tonight on Rampage. Here's what's going to happen next week on Dynamite. Like They treat that shit like it's got a schedule. There's some guy back there with a clipboard making matches constantly. Whereas WWE, it's... You know, anything can happen on a Monday Night Raw. Kids are just as bright and just as talented as white Thank kids. you, Geezy. And they're just trying to make it. They want it to be fun and spontaneous, which I get. Like, I get that's what you would want out of your television show. But you need to decide. Are you going to be, uh, like, drama wrestling show? Or are you going to be a sport? And I think right now, at least for me, I'm loving the sport that is AEW. And I can agree with that. AEW has been doing well, especially since they are right now on that road to All Out, and hopefully that's going to kick ass, especially with CM Punk and potentially MJF coming back with the big match. Well, and even and even another example, like when I, when I do watch Rampage, it's because the matches are already announced, and they say, Keith Levers, Powerhouse Hobbs. And I'm like, holy shit, I kind of want to watch that. Like, that sounds awesome. Like, you want me to watch this NXT show. PWFS says it's not drama vs. sport, it's fun vs. drama. And that's a good call. Like, the the, the fun of WWE of, like, AEW, well, and even even AEW, like, for me as a viewer, is more fun to watch at this point because it is, it just feels like more of a, I don't know. I love, right now where I'm at with AEW, I'm enjoying the shows so much where it's like, sure, I should be watching Rampage and I'm not. But if they threw up a graphic and they said, here's what's happening and it looked awesome, I would check it out. Same with Three Hour Raw. If at the beginning of hour number one, if they said, hour number two of Monday Night Raw, we're going to have this match. Stick around. Hour number three, we're going to have this. Stick around. But they barely even mentioned this women's tag match until we got to it. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, that's the main event. Like, there should be posters throughout every moment. Like, stick around. Here's what's coming. Still to come. Still to come. Watch this. Like, it, it just it, it feels like they're figuring this shit out as the show's already live. I mean, they already did announce it all. It's back to, like, next Monday night, we're going to have the finals to the tournament. They did, did say, like, at the beginning or yeah. even just on Twitter, the main event was going to be the tag team title match. So they did say if it, you were paying attention no, that it was going to happen but i you know no i was told it was gonna be on monday but if i'm i'm here here i am watching the show tell me when it's gonna happen say in our main event tonight or say later tonight just keep us wanting to watch that don't and i love that you constantly are bringing up twitter right i i am not i'm not on twitter i'm tuning into my television to watch the show tell me what's going to happen on this show it's not i didn't realize that i needed to be i I didn't know I needed a TV guide and I needed to constantly be like flipping through my TV guide like, oh, what's on the program tonight, Johnny? Like, no, just tell me, just tell me while I'm watching it. Like, we don't need to do the, remember when they were trying to do that second screen experience for WWE? Like, we're all sitting there with our WWE apps open. Like, you know, Seamus' favorite food is steak. Like, okay, cool. Like, we don't, we don't need that, Gino. We do need to know this because I'm still wanting to know all these years later what is Big Show's favorite pudding. I don't know anymore. I don't know what his favorite pudding is. We need to know what Paul Chocolate. Everybody's favorite is fucking chocolate. Maybe banana if you're getting creative. We covered it all, Gino. The most niche wrestling discussion on the internet. We've destroyed the impromptu match because it's stupid. We've figured out Big Show's favorite pudding. We're excited about Aaliyah's wrestling trunks. They're outstanding. Towards the end of that match, I was really enjoying it. 
You, I know that people aren't as roll tied on her as I am. But that was a roll tied main event if I've ever seen one, my friend. I'm still all in on Raquel. I don't care what you say. And I like the Raquel Rodriguez name change. Do you think it'll ever go back to Gonzalez? I think one day we'll go back to Gonzalez, but we're just going to see where it is going to go, especially with that finish being all screwed up, that Dakota Kai was not the legal participant, but she got picked. Oh, fantastic. You hate endings like that, but this one you liked. You didn't like shoulder up ending a few months ago, but this finish you're into now because Triple H is in charge. Spliff Swa says, Gino, I'm in plank reaching out and shaking that hand. Shake the hand, Gino. So, Gino, what's up with this room? I saw a photo of it. You're working out in a telephone booth. Is have you had? Is the motivation kicking in now? Holy shit! I can get my own place. I just got to work for it. It's getting there to a point, but right now I'm also kind of feeling a bit sick. I recently got oh. sick, so hopefully it'll be fine. I am still working out every other day, like we're doing the whole Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. But started to feel a little bit ill today, but I'll still be working out today. Oh, Gino, please feel better. All right, take care of yourself. Vitamin D and vitamin C. If you got some sunlight once in a while, I swear to God that would help you. I was sick last week for like three days. It was awful, but you know, you just you keep living life. Super kicked you right in the face. Thank you, Sadistic Skin. So, yeah, you got to get out of that square. When I saw, or you got to vacuum it. At least take care of the square you're in, Gino. What, what is the, what's the vacuum situation? I currently don't have a vacuum, but I do need, like, the dust devil or something small that I can just do to get the crevices all this because of how small it is because I don't have any room, at least here, for a vacuum. So something small that I can just put up and then put back down somewhere would be better. You can go upstairs and grab the vacuum from up there, though, can't you? There might be a vacuum down up here. I don't know like where our vacuum is. If it is in our garage, that's full of so much shit that we just don't get rid of, which is what, what I hate. We have so much shit around this house that I just we need to get rid of. There might be a vacuum. Is that there might be one? Like I, I feel. Yeah, like I don't know where it is. I've not seen our vacuum in so long because there's so much shit all over this goddamn house. I've not seen our vacuum. But is that okay? Like your house, you're just admitting that your house is so messy that instead of cleaning it, you're like, I don't know where the vacuum is. Like that's what I'm getting from this. There's no, there's no vacuum. I've not seen our vacuum in a while. I've not seen a lot of stuff in a while because this house has so much shit that my family keeps buying that we don't need. So we just have boxes and boxes of shit all around this house that we just don't need and we're not getting rid of. Filling our garage, filling our entire basement so we can't have a pool table. Our treadmill is completely covered with boxes of shit and totes and stuff that we just don't use, don't get rid of. So we just have like no room. This place is just filling up and I'm just doing the best I can just to live. The best you can? I Don't say that. You know you're not living the best you can. Like, you don't even know where the vacuum is and you're blaming it on the people keep buying stuff. That doesn't mean you can't throw every box out of the way and grab a vacuum and start vacuuming the room or find these boxes that don't have anything of value and throw them away. There's there's a lot of options. Like I, I'm doing the best that I can. I sit here on my desk all day and watch wrestling. Like that's not the best you can. Like you showed me that one the biggest takeaway for me in that photo was there was like crumbs everywhere and dirt. I just thought Dude, we gotta we gotta vacuum this fucking room. Like that's that sounds awesome. Let's vacuum the room. Uh, but you don't. And then what I just say? Hey, let's vacuum. You're like I don't even know where the vacuum is. I don't even know if we have a vacuum. Like that's that's not normal, Gino. How much is? I'll send you a vacuum. Malak High Black says, "Let's get a fucking job, Gino. I'm a holiday right now. You know I did it. I have a job." Gino, where's where? What's your address? I'm sending you a vacuum. I'll send you my address after the show. We got me and Mace, me and Mache. We're going to go have these on a vacuum. I know he has your address. So I'm going to just reach out and say, hey, Mache, we need to just throw it together. Let's get him a basic dirt devil. Uh, he wants like a handheld thing. No, we're going to get him a WFS says send me a vacuum. Kevin's getting a vacuum too. We're all getting vacuums for all of our friends because vacuums are important, Gino. I, like that little... That little area was so sad. Like I think I even wrote in the Discord, like you, I would be no, 
Never. I would never have that. I would be anything I could to get out of there. Like the, the, that would be the motivation. Like you need some space. You're 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 like a goldfish. If you're a goldfish and you stay in your own little bowl, you're gonna stay a little goldfish trapped in a little bowl. If you're in the ocean, you're gonna be a fucking shark. I think that's how it works. I believe that is how it works. That's why Jar Gargano is gonna become a shark now in his shark infested waters. He's in now. Yeah, he's gonna grow more. He is little, so he's gonna grow more and more and more. And you and Kevin, are you guys getting a place together? That might be where this culminates, right? That's the amalgamation of everything is you and Kevin moving to North Dakota, two men setting it out on going out on your own. This would be fantastic. And it seems like he might be going to Italy, so I do need to like see my entire hair history and if there is a way for me to possibly become a citizen legally through my family or if I would have to like go through a whole customs and shit like just do that whole program which might cost money for me to do it. either way I might look into finding dude your name is Gino that's Italian I, I know it's not your blood name or your born name but just tell them that's your name put and and you know like while you're doing these resumes and stuff you're putting this on the on your resume right yes I am putting on that I am on a podcast I have like okay. put, I need to like find like the best wording to use it besides just podcast like Public speaking or maybe is one thing, so I can say that for like two years. Streaming. If I like other streaming, I guess two years. So yeah. content creation, two years. Content creation, yeah. I mean, you like live entertainer on the internet, like yeah, or cam whore. There's so many things that we can put for you on this application. I think that'll really help. So I think we did it. Is anyone named Mario in real life? Mario Manningham, former Giants wide receiver. Uh, Mario Andretti, race car driver. There's Mario's out there. Gino, I think we about did it. You, Gino has a resume. Settle down, Nathan. Gino's got a resume, no cover letter. That's what we've established. I think we about did it all. This was so niche. This was so niche. We now know that you and Kevin need vacuums. We've gotten rid of the impromptu matches. We know that Gable is getting a huge push. We know that Eddie Edwards is going to save Impact Wrestling. Uh, like th- We know that Josh Alexander, if he was in AEW, he'd be more lost than Ethan Page. So we got a lot of good things happening for us. You know, I'm excited for tomorrow night for the whole effing show. Oh, yeah, I'm excited for tomorrow night, man. I'm excited for just this entire rest of this week. We've got Dynamite. we got TWFS. we got SmackDown. we got Rampage, which is going to be live. We have Worlds Collide, Clash of the Castle, all out. We have all this great Derby stuff, plus a whole bunch of GCW as well this week. Oh, we so love GCW. Games too. We love GCW here. That's our favorite. So I think it's about time to ride off into that podcast. 19 minutes from now, daily burn in the TWFS Discord. There's also a Vleeties Discord, everybody. So I know a lot of people are like, I'm late for the show. Uh, If you're in the Discord, you'll know when we're going live, dude. Like, you'll know when we're hitting the live button. Join the Vleeties Discord as well. It's mainly for those kind of announcements. So let's ride off into that glorious, glorious sunset, Gino. And we will connect tomorrow night for the whole effing show. I can't wait for it. I'll see you guys then. Thank you, Gino. No problem, please. Love you, man. Love you, too. Have fun. Thank you. Rizzo, I'm drinking it.
everybody. But I ain't leaving